Alrighty. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. How you doing? Great. My name is Jeremiah Thomas, and this is John Tyler. We're here to um, do our second uh, our second interview of this podcast series um, revolving around our elders and staff at Grace. Um, this is just a short podcast to uh, let our members and our friends and family know uh, who our elders are, how they kind of came to be at Grace, uh, and just a little bit about them uh, moving forward. Uh, John, maybe to get things started off, uh, how did you actually end up at Grace? Uh, did was it? How'd you have, how'd you get here? Well, we were um, we were members at First Press. And my wife, Christine, um, she and I were trying to figure out how to get plugged in, how to use our gifts um, to, uh, to God's glory within the church. And um, as, as we were doing that, as we were struggling through some things, uh, we, we were still pretty new members. I was singing in the choir uh, and... We had little kids, which was a little, little prohibitive, prohibitive on on some of the things, uh, some of our ability to get involved, and then the summer uh, Thornwell lecture series began, uh, and it was all on church planting, and in particular, uh, one pastor from. Uh, I guess from Scotland, uh, Athel Remy came in and spoke and Christine and I started dating over in the United Kingdom and we were just drawn to what he was saying about ministry and the difficulties of, of evangelism in Scotland. And as he talked about church planting and the relational aspects of ministry, um, and the relational aspects of evangelism, of having coffee with people and being very intentional about pursuing them and bringing them in, we we both felt that tug um, uh, independently of one another as we sat beside each other. Hmm. As we talked about it on the drive home from church that day and for the weeks to follow, uh we it wasn't this sort of immediate yes we need to do this church plant that first Perez is talking about um but it was really a we really need to look into this kind of thing um fast forward a couple of months uh and the barretts move to columbia and we decided all right let's have them over for dinner um and so we did and um uh unfortunately we (laughs) really liked them and so i i just immediately felt like yeah yeah we this is you know this is it for us Hmm. um and uh i grilled chicken and they ate it um i did not know that um (laughs) that their religion does not allow them to, um, to eat meat. Um, and so, uh, it, it was, it was just a great time of two families getting together and, um, you know, one thing sort of led to the other and it was, well, let's, let's go to the Sunday school class. Hmm. Um, 
all right, we're we're in this thing. We're on the launch team. Uh, we're not we're not committing for one year. We are committing to grace. Period. So that's really cool. Um, that is interesting that that you got Brandon to eat chicken. We'll have to remember that that's how you do it. You just accidentally do it, and there he has to do it at that point. They, you know, they one of the, I think one of the decisions that they made when they came to Columbia is. Um, we need. We might need to take a break from this, as people have us over for <laughs> meals and such. Um, so, um, so now I especially appreciate that that they did that. Not that that would have anyway right. changed my mind. All, all dietary jokes aside, um, that's cool to see how you how you got here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, could you tell uh, us? Could you tell me and the listeners a little bit uh, about your testimony of how God saved you? Uh, maybe. You know, maybe in the beginning, if you remember that, and then also if you have any kind of integral moments in your life that you would like to share. It, yeah, so it's it's really um, uh, pretty simple. Uh, I have a I have a very bizarre memory. Uh, I remember details from very early in my age, and I remember being three years old. I remember my parents being excited and explaining that my older brother had asked Jesus into his heart. And I remember being confused, thinking, Jesus wasn't already there? Hmm. And so um, that is my earliest memory of, uh, of, of salvation. Hmm. And it's that, it, that I, I knew Jesus was in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I grew, um, I, I grew over the years. Um, I, at five years old, I remember debating the Trinity with uh, a friend's mother, um, <laughs> who was telling me that Jesus was God's son. And I said yes, and He's also God. And she said, Well, no, He's His son. And uh, that afternoon, when I talked to my mom about it, I learned the difference between, um, you know. The, traditional thought on the Trinity and the Jehovah's Witness mm. view. Yes. Um, uh, I, I grew up in a home that um, that it, we prayed together as a family. Um, uh, scripture was always encouraged and taught. Um, I was homeschooled and um, uh, developed a heart for Ministry, uh, a heart for evangelism, a, a heart for discipleship. By the time I was in high school, hmm. and so going on various mission trips and um, uh, learning to articulate my faith to others. Uh, by the, on well, April thirtieth, nineteen ninety-eight. I, I can just recall a very special time of. Uh, of prayer with some solid friends, hmm. several of whom are still very close to me to this day, um, and uh, it was it was right around then that that my faith kind of went to the to the next level, where I would uh, hear things in the sermon that for the first time I felt like this sermon is for me. Mm. It's not just something that I'm supposed to sit through. Mm -hmm. This is actually something that, that, that I'm learning and I'm, and I'm worshiping God through, through doing it. 
And then in, in college, I was at Covenant College for a year and privileged to um, sit under the teaching of a, uh, of a guy, Old Testament scholar, Henry Krabendam, and meanwhile have the preaching of Joe Novenson on Sunday mornings at Lookout Prez. Mm. And um, uh, really more and more just fell in love with God's Word. And towards the end of that year... Um, really wanted to come back to Columbia and transfer to a to a school that was not made up of believers and invite mm-hmm. classmates and the stranger that sits beside me in chemistry to go have coffee at Immaculate Consumption and, and sit down and share my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so th- that's kind of, um, and, it, and it was around that time that, that I met Christine. And, of course, marriage is a battleground for sanctification <laughs> and, and takes it to the whole next level mm. uh, in terms of, you know, um, sacrificing mm-hmm. your own selfishness and those those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And fatherhood as well. Um, so the, the, the pre-Grace Presbyterian... Um, John, that's sort of the development of my faith, and mm-hmm. then, then obviously parenthood, and um, you know more and more responsibilities within the church mm-hmm. and, and marriage, and all those things bring about a a new level of growth as mm-hmm. well. I would like all the listeners to note that John was actually one of the youngest theologians ever to have uh, graced this planet. Three years old, and then five years old debating. Uh, Jehovah's Witness. Just, I'm not trying to convict anyone. Uh, a young, a young, young theologian and uh, apologetics major, obviously. I, I'm not sure if I was really defending my faith or if I just wanted to be right, because um, uh, I certainly had that tendency. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, maybe could you speak briefly? You said that you had met Christine overseas. Um, is there? It, was it just a meeting on a missions trip or? Uh, well, uh, you know, going back to my weird long-term memory, actually yeah. the first time I met her was in June of 1988, hmm. um, and she was three years old, <laughs> and I was not. Um, I was friends with her older brother, and we were at a, we were at a camp. Both families were together, and um, but but fast forward to. Um, uh, to 2003, um, a friend of mine asked, who was a youth leader, asked me to put together a soccer team for a missions trip to England. Mm. Um, um, I've played soccer my whole life, enjoy coaching it to this day. And, um, and so I started putting together a team, and I didn't want to just go on the trip with this church. So I got involved with the youth group as well. Um, and so late January, early February of of '03, the first time I went to a Sunday night youth meeting at this church, uh, Christine was there. She was uh, on fire for the Lord. She had been a believer for a, a, about four months hmm. at that point, um, and uh, and so we quickly became very close friends we were really close friends by the time we went to England as part of a large group um, uh, we had made a lot of contacts in England for for this old 500 year old uh, church that was down to about 12 or 13 members Mm. with the youngest members being in their late 50s and um, 
the pastor of that church asked if several of us would return for the rest of the summer. I had just had a job fall through and um, had nothing to do. And so, uh, and I heard that Christine was definitely returning. And so um, uh, I kind of decided that that might be a very good way of pursuing her mm -hmm. uh, and also um, ministering and witnessing, of course, to a, to a group of people I've had a heart for for many years mm -hmm. through different missions opportunities in Wales and in England alike. Mm -hmm. so. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you, uh, as an elder, have the the responsibility uh, over kind of music. Uh, I, w I don't want to call you the music elder, uh, but it seems like much of the music uh, kind of things run through you. Um, how, how are you? How do you kind of see uh, our music ministry? Uh, just its philosophy. Uh, maybe for those who don't know that, I mean, we you know when we come on Sunday morning, we kind of see what's going on. But would you be able to speak to that maybe a little more specifically? Uh, yeah. So I, I am. Uh... I am the uh, elder in charge of trailer storage. Um, uh, I am also the uh, elder who oversees uh, worship. And, and a part of that is our music ministry. Okay. And, of course, okay. I've, I've been involved in music for, for a long time. Um, and um, that was early on... Um, in the launch team stages, we had a group of several musicians uh, that would play together at lead one or two songs uh, for our Sunday school. And then when our launch team would meet in, in an evening setting, we would lead a couple of songs as well. And they were all the RUF and Indelible Grace mm -hmm. type hymns, the, very much this stuff we sing on Sunday mornings, the, the kind of music that Christine and I were constantly asking, you know, saying, telling ourselves, man, well, I, I wish we could really sing this song, mm -hmm. you know, like Come Ye Sinners, probably um, hmm. my favorite one that we do. Um, and um, and so part of it is a, is a stylistic preference, certainly, but but a big part is a um, a level of doctrinal richness mm -hmm. that is in the music that we sing and is presented in a, um, I think, an encouraging, upbeat, and even devotional way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, when we, you know, when we sing words like, let not conscience make you linger, nor fitness fondly dream. All the fitness he requires is to feel your need of him. Mm. Um, those those types of words um, are not uh, not written much by any generation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I won't say that all of the old hymns nail it and all the new music doesn't that's that's certainly not my position but um but a good song like that or different songs by laura story and those come along that that, that really deserve to be sung because right. they're so 
they're, they're God honoring and, and they are um, they are encouraging in that they recognize total depravity and uh, and they also recognize simultaneously God's grace hmm. and, and and really um, you know really any um, I, I guess my my heart for music at at grace uh, is that it um, it just ministers to all of us in a very um, in a very worshipful and special way mm-hmm. I, I, I even sent an email um, recently to the congregation on that, on a particular song as, you know, as Kennerly walked in, um, carrying, um, their newly adopted child. Uh, what, what we sing really does matter. And even the way we sing it, um, Hmm. matters. Some of the most worshipful experiences I've had at Grace have been playing the guitar and singing at front and then having these loudspeakers in front of me where I can hear all the musicians, and then all of a sudden, really all I hear is the congregation hmm. singing. And, um, and, and that, to me, is, um, is about as worshipful as it gets. Indeed. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, it is uh, definitely very encouraging and and like you said earlier god honoring i believe to see um, how we move forward with music um we're nearing the end of our time here john uh, i really appreciate you uh, coming in and talking with me uh, again we have a, a great setup down here at first presbyterian and brandon and i's office it's it's quite professional if anyone would ever like to see it uh it, it involves a laundry basket an empty cardboard box and a coffee mug um and he gives you this tinfoil hat that you have to wear, too, that Indeed. helps with the transmission. Indeed. Um, maybe, maybe to end us out, do you have anything, maybe uh, just a statement or a thought that, that's been on your heart and mind that you would like to convey to the congregation, kind of where we're at now and where you would like to see us as we move forward right now? Get to know people and share the gospel. Hmm. Um, and I think in order to share the gospel... Uh, for the most part, on an everyday basis, that means we need to share our lives with others. Mm. They need to know uh, our rejoicing and our weaknesses alike. Uh, there is the gospel is very accessible. Christians often are not. And the more our lives reflect the gospel, the more accessible we are to our neighbors. Hmm. And so it, that that's a convicting thought for me. I mean, that's not something that I just do extremely well that I think, man, I wish everybody else could do this mm-hmm. like, like I do it. it. It's something that I'm constantly convicted by and, and something that... Um, I feel like we're we're really growing in that direction at Grace, and and I hope that we always are. Hmm. Thank you for that, John. Thanks for this time together.